Warning, the following content that you about to receive is two motherfuckers in here cussing. If your ignorant ass kids that found this fucking podcast and you don't know how to do the parental settings of this shit, that's shame on you as a parent. You gotta do better. Viewer discretion is advised, motherfucker. Hulk Hogan, we coming for you, nigga! Oh, uh, anytime you hear that sound effect, you know you about to hear some shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the 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 to let you know that uh this is a a, a one party state. You know, I don't have to tell you that I'm recording, but Zoom is gonna tell you that we're recording. <laughs> right, right. Yo, yo, I'll be at work and I'll be here I'll hear that sound effect and I just immediately bust out laughing. Cause immediately <laughs> what I think about is what y'all just heard a few minutes ago about the, the, the open to the show about the warning. And that's immediately what I think about. <laughs> <laughs> well now now wait a minute. Now you don't actually go into the warning when you Oh no, right. No, 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 because if if I did if I did, you see these streets in the background here? My ass would be living right by that car. Right <laughs> like, warning, this report that you about to receive is from one motherfucker in here cussing. Your <laughs> <laughs> ignorant ass manager can't read. <laughs> Damn, I guess we about to start the show like we did last week. Uh, I'll be fired. <laughs> <laughs> We take what we want, and after we take Lex Luger and the child, we want the gold sucker, Hulk Hogan, we coming for you, nigga, for you, nigga, for you, nigga. We take what we want, we the realest and the finest, we want the gold sucker, Hulk Hogan, we coming for you, nigga, we take what we want, we the realest and the finest, we want the gold sucker, Hulk Hogan, we coming for you, nigga. We take what we want. We the realest independents. We want to go suck. Hulk Hogan. We coming for you, no. We take what we want. We the realest independents. We want to go suck. Hulk Hogan. We coming for you, no. Come for you. Shit. The Only Listen to 90s Music Podcast is a show for 80s babies who were 90s kids. If you were a No Limit Soldier, then this is your show. If you believe that cash money is not an army, but was a Navy, this is the show for you. If you and your friends ever tried to sing a song written by Escape, In Vogue, Shy, or a voiced man at a talent show during middle school, this is your show. The I Only Listen to 90s Music Podcast is a bunch of 80s babies talking about all the songs and things that we loved when we were kids and teenagers. So if you went to the skating rink and you were at a lock-in, this is the, the show for you. If you think that Tevin Campbell um, was the original prince of R&B. This is the show for you. If you don't understand the the conflict between Monica and Brandy, but you're kind of on Monica's side and understand why Brandy got punched, this is the show for you. Make sure that you tune in, subscribe, click the little subscribe link. We're here. We're going to talk about all things '90s music. This is the show for you. But let's let's get everything out of the way. I am RVS. You can find me at French ISO six. It's F R A N C H I C E zero six. All social media platforms and the co-host right here is. Oh man, y'all already know what it is. You know what you can do. You know where you can find me at. 
Get ready to protect your ear holes. You can find me at R the number eight, TD underscore R. That shit getting louder and louder. I'm surprised my neighbors don't be like, man, what the hell is you doing over there? <laughs> you might need to treat your walls so they don't think you actually you actually bray widening through the walls over there. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, we got a special guest today. We got Black St. Louis Wrestling Podcast crossover today. We yes. got the homie Cinco from the Nota Ropes Podcast today. We're going to talk to him about a bunch of stuff, his podcast, and a special event that he's got coming up. So, Cinco, man, yo, how you doing today, man? I'm doing great, actually. Thanks for inviting me on the show. I'm glad to be here. It's an honor to find we can connect with somebody else yeah. in yeah. the Midwest. Not only just the Midwest, but in our home city as well, you know. Yeah. Especially of people of our color, you no know, shout the Black History Month, Black Power, and all that good stuff. Yeah, yes, <laughs> but yeah, I'm glad to get down to business, talk about some wrestling today, though. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So before we get into you know the the, the big event that you got going on, Cinco, man, mm-hmm. just, you know, a, a lot of times we 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 talk to Black wrestling fans. We just want to know, man, how did you get into wrestling in the first place? How did you get here, bro? Ooh, for me, wrestling started back probably about like at the age of five. My grandfather got me into it. And like we was just, I remember mean, one day we was just chilling in the basement. I was chilling him watching TV and he was flicking through shows and he uh flicked on a channel and WCW came on. Yep. And from that then there, we was just uh watching uh wrestling since then. And it went from WWF and we were watching that together. The next thing it just grew for me, and I just started watching on my own. That's all. All different type of promotions, like as I got older from WF going from WWE and then went to Washington TNA, went turned to Impact, and following other wrestling sites when it comes to you no know, Ring of Honor, uh New Japan Pro Wrestling. Then like as I got you know grew bigger with it, you know, over time I'm starting looking at independent promotions around the world we got going on. So like, yeah, pretty much uh my grandfather, he got me into it. And ever since then, you know, I just fell in love with it been like that since then that's what's up man man i always like can remember like the first wrestler i think i saw on tv when i first saw wrestling it was tatanka i don't know who he was wrestling i want to i want to see tatanka and bret hart and it was an episode of like superstar but i know it was tatanka i know yeah. it was my age y'all but yeah it's <laughs> it all good though <laughs> Yeah, man. I, I like a lot of us got into it super young. I mean, my granddaddy was was going down to wrestling at the Chase back in the day. Mm-hmm. His, you know, Dick the Bruiser was his dude, so he was just like, "Yeah, he, man, hey, boy, boy, boy." Back in the day, man, I used to see Dick the Bruiser and Harley Race and Ric Flair and and all it. Like he would go on and on about it for hours, man. So yeah, it's funny you mentioned. I got something man. about that actually. Oh, okay, okay. We got a whole book. Oh, <laughs> nice, nice. I we got a whole book on here, right? Here. Okay, that's what's up. So wait, is that is that is that your book that you got on it, or you just you bought the book? I bought the book. This I bought okay. the book. It's not my book, yeah, but I bought it though. Yeah. Okay, okay. I'm about to say, dang, you're an author in here too. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> Yeah, I'm definitely gonna have to check that out, man. You know, with the return to wrestling at the Chase, probably be back here pretty soon. NWA is doing their thing, man. So you know, they and they doing their thing on the on on the black hand side too. Shout out they to uh, the revolutionary, uh, the revolutionary man. He's we trying to get him on the show as well. Yeah, that was that that was a, a good turnout when I went to wrestling at Chase for the NWA uh power up empower episode two yep. and also i had the chance to like to actually meet all the wrestlers especially all the uh the women wrestlers that were at the show in person 
Mm-hmm. Uh, after the show, I got to hang out. I actually got to hang out with them, kick it, you know, again, contact information. So for you no know, future plans, possibly. And also, you know, was able to help me to get some of the stuff, you know, I got coming up in this month for the, my wrestling show. They were able to help me out with that as well. But, you know, meeting all those wrestlers and not just only the uh, women wrestlers first, but, you no, know, just meeting uh, other wrestlers, like, for instance, like JTG and Met the Pope, yeah. Mick James. I met everybody, you know, just from like, man, I like <laughs> everyone pretty much. I can't even name everybody. Like, literally everybody that was on that match card, in person, I was actually was able to see them face to face, you know, shake hands, talk to them, and have a word with them for a second. You no, know, it was just, you know, mind blowing and starstruck at the same time. Man, well, that's I think, what's up. I think me and RVS will kind of agree with you. Uh, like the first time that we actually had to to hang out with uh, Star, I think the first the first star, no, the first star that we hung out with was uh, was that Drew? Was it? It wasn't Drew McIntyre, was it? It was, it was Drew McIntyre. It was, okay. it was Drew McIntyre, Matt Stryker, uh, Ezekiel Jackson. Yeah. Who? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We caught, we caught cats uh, coming from a show. I can't remember what show it was, but we was over at Maggie O'Brien's downtown. And that's when all the wrestlers used to hang out there. I don't think they really mess with it like that no more. But yeah, we, 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 we had a few drinks with uh, Drew McIntyre. Also. <laughs> 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 that dude can drink. <laughs> <laughs> all right so Cinco man like you know you talked about all the wrestlers that you got to meet and hang out with um who's your favorite wrestler that you chopped it up with so far just, just any of them that you chopped it up with my favorite wrestler I chopped it up with of uh, dang well all in all I would probably say it'll have to be Leo Rush because I actually had to had the opportunity the chance to have like a sit down talking one like on my past shows and like we were able to talk to him like for like a full hour and just got to know like the ins and outs of because that was when he had just recently got released from the WWE and so I was able to uh, get that talking interview with him probably like three months after you know when that whole non-compete clause come in for the rest of that get released so I was able to talk to him know about know the business of WWE um, no, the music business as well, how it is for like the independent scene and just how it is just to come up within the wrestling business, you know, just from the ground up. And also, you know, just talking about, you know, what it's like to be, you know, just black in the business, you know, young in the business, you know, just, you know, he's throwing all types of gems towards us. So I'd probably say Leo Rush, you know, for just like a sit down one-on-one talk. Um, after that, um, I'll probably say JTG as well, because uh, he, he really, you know, Gave me that real talking about you no know, the whole business with you no know, W how like all that went. You no, know, we actually got to sit down just like just talk just regular combo just for like probably like ten or fifteen minutes. Uh, like after one of his shows when he was here in St. Louis, so I was grateful for the opportunity as well. So Leo Rush and JTG for me. So I think me and RBS would have to agree. JTG is also one of the two one of the two that that one of the best people that we spoke to as well too man J- jtg keeps it real right uh, he talks about the, the realness of the business and you don't you don't bullshit I'm just exactly that's why i was like that's why i appreciate that conversation like he, yeah. he kept it one the whole time yep. yeah and yep. now the other person and, and, and it's 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 crazy that like we know this dude now it's kevin nash and i know if you listen to the show before we we always give great press great press to this dude man Ke- kevin nash is one of the like 
probably just one of the realest people that like I think I've met in my life. You know, yeah. I mean, we were just we met him in New York. We went to WrestleMania, and uh, there was a party. Shout out to uh, David Hero and Damian Nelson from PWRshow.com. Uh, they hosted a show called, well, they're doing it again this year, Shenanigans, and it's Kevin Nash. It's, it's, it's his party. <laughs> so we met him there, and we literally met him off of a humbug talking about the Final Four. Long story short, I, I know we got short time here, but uh, <laughs> new, this just information to fans out here, and I'm probably pretty sure we're going to go into this. If you guys want to meet some of these wrestlers, don't be, just be yourself, man. Right. Be a normal person. That's, <laughs> like, that's real. That, that's real. Normal stuff. Don't be aware, people, too. <laughs> I'm talking about, oh, how you, you do the jackknife? Dude, <laughs> talk to Nash about real life. Now, Nash gave me financial advice, bro. Like, right. Financial <laughs> advice. So, uh, yeah, but Nash is probably definitely, uh, probably, well, number one on my list. I mean, Ray, would you, you probably have to agree, won't you? I mean, same thing. Yeah, Nash, Nash is definitely up there. And I, I'll say this too, man. I, I spoke to uh, Shad Gaspard for a couple minutes. When we yeah. we met JTG, you know, you know, Shad was still with us, man. And yeah. I mean, I walked up to him. I, I knew he was cool because I walked up to him, dapped him up. And I was just like, and he looked at me like, he was looking at me like, yo, do I know him? And I'm like, oh, no, nah, man, I'm just big fan, man. Appreciate you. And after that, he was like, oh, okay, cool. And we just rapped after that. But right. It was like, <laughs> you know, he was... He, he it was another one of the Nash parties and uh you know it was on a humbug again like we just start we just start talking about the business and just you know just stuff in general man it was real 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 dope so I'm Nash Nash and Shad are my top two for sure Ooh. so you 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 got your you got your merch on uh Cinco man you got repping yeah. the know the ropes podcast man tell us a little bit about your wrestling podcast and what y'all got going on over there all right, so another roast podcast, you know, quick hashtag KTO, we are KTO. You can find us on all social media platforms, KTO underscore podcast, Twitter, Instagram, No Roast Podcast, Facebook, YouTube, No Roast Podcast, all podcast platforms, Google Podcast, Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcast, Podbean. We are on everything. You can get your merch at prowrestlingtees.com slash KTR podcast. And also you can buy your tickets on notherosepodcast.com. So we're so all that good stuff there. But with No Rose Podcast, it is of me and my two other uh, friends that I actually went to high school with. And we were always like the wrestling fans at our school, pretty much. You know, we always just, you know, chat, talked about it, you know, this and that, probably just like over like Facebook status, Twitter uh, postings and things like that. Or maybe we ran into each other's school as well. And Probably like, you know, as years went by now, after high school, after college and whatnot, you know, we were just talking about, somebody was talking about wrestling again on social media. Then we all clicked again on social media, just talking about wrestling. Then we just got ourselves a group chat, got in the group chat, and then we just, you know, consistently talk about wrestling now. Then like one day just thought like, hey, one day we should just do a podcast. <laughs> Pretty much is how that's how it came about. That's how it go. That's how it go. And with that, it was basically like two years in the making. We talked about it, but never did it. It just never did. Just talked about it, never did. The next thing you know, the pandemic came. It was like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? This is the perfect time. <laughs> we got plenty of time. We in the crib, can't go nowhere. I'm like, I'm like, let's get it. I just I bought myself a laptop, bought a mic, bought some lights, and like. Hey, I'm ready now. <laughs> and so that's how it all formed and started. Um, like I said, it's me and my two other co-hosts with uh, uh, Big Harv and uh, J-Bo. Um, like I said, all three of us from St. Louis, you know, uh, high school friends and everything, just three black guys talking about wrestling pretty much. 
And we're going on to our second year now, which will be in since we started in June. So yeah. Nice, and nice. I got, I got to ask you the same last question. Well, what, what's uh, what high school? Lutheran North. Okay. Lutheran North. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's kind of the same thing with, with right. uh, Rated R, man. We we Hazelwood Central, but you know we we've, we've been talking about wrestling since we were like eight. Eight. <laughs> right. Fact, that's how we met. <laughs> how we met is based off of us off of a magazine with Kevin Nash on the cover. I Bro. bullshit you. <laughs> it's so it's crazy. We talk about this all like every time we go out. I say, man, if I would have told you when you first met me that. Hey man, and, and we gonna know Kevin Nash for over seven years and it's based off of this magazine, you probably would slap me in my face like you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's real though. It, it, wrestling times always start off weird and somehow, some way, but always come together at the end. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yes, sir. So I mean the no, you, you fellas at the Noda Ropes podcast, man. Y'all been moving and shaking, and y'all got a big show coming up here in St. Louis, man. Y'all got Black Wrestlers Matter, the right. St. Louis edition coming to the uh, North County uh, Recreation Complex Saturday, yep. February 19th, man. Give us a little background on how that came together and a little bit of the cards y'all got going on over there. All right. So with that, uh I'll, I'll first off, I'll have to say a big shout out to um the actual uh person the promoter of the black wrestlers matter whole uh brand uh john west um he was able to give me and the other guy i'm hosting the show with uh mike outlaw which is a st louis local wrestler he's actually uh wrestling the match today right now so that's why he, nice. <laughs> yeah he's, he's down at glory pro off of broadway downtown wrestling uh he's actually the glory pro champion so he's defending his towel tonight it's nice, <laughs> nice he bought a crib right exactly <laughs> and so uh john west uh gave us his blessing to actually host uh a black wrestlers marriage show in st louis a uh, reason being because in the past i think this is going to be the third year going on and it's usually held in Iowa uh, during uh, June, during like the Juneteenth weekend, you know, for that uh, instance. And with that, usually like half the match card are wrestlers from the St. Louis area. And so, you know, me just being an avid viewer of his product and uh, Mike Outlaw being, you know, the active wrestler of on that promotion too as well, uh, we just, you know, got together and thought about, you know, why not have – you know, a Black Wrestlers Matter show in our hometown since, you know, half the car is usually from our city. So it just makes it easier that way to just, you know, hold the event here. And like I say, he said that was cool. Then we just, uh, me and him, we went along with the idea and just running with it. Just a great opportunity just to display, like, the good local talent that we have within St. Louis because St. Louis is really, in my personal opinion, basically the breeding ground of wrestling no yep. this for sure 100 we we are definitely like top tier in like the, in the wrestling game you know with all our history pretty yep. much and just just to show the town that we got here uh show like what we can do you know just to you know bring um also just to bring wrestling just in that local community as well because you know there's a lot of independent shows that happen around missouri but not necessarily like in like, you know, St. Louis City, you no know, grand, like, like I said, uh, Glory Pro you know, just brought their show over to South Broadway, you know, you know off in like Lake Downtown area, Sular area, pretty much. Then I know uh, the another promotion, WrestleMax, they just started doing shows in like the um, Arnold area. And then they did a couple of shows at Red Flag Downtown off Locust. And just, it's just, this show is more better because it's actually like, probably like in a good heart and soul area of like where our community is at. 
you know, also where a lot of wrestlers wrestling in the North County area. And so with that, like, that's where we're just doing that, just to display what we got going on to the public, just, and just to put on a good show for everybody and just show what our Black wrestlers can do. That's dope. That's real dope, man. I'm, I'm, I'm super excited for it. I can't, you know, can't wait to watch it now. Now, are tickets still available for it? Or oh, yes. Are they gone? Or they, what's up with that? I would say this. Our VIP tickets are sold out, and the VIP consists of, you know, the front row and, like, the, a couple of meet and greets with a few of those wrestlers. But like I said, we got general mission tickets still left available. And also for those that can't attend in person, we will also be presenting a live streaming service for the show. So you can watch at the crib at home, you know, just for those that know or know where like the you know, COVID protocols because they don't want to be around people. So or you just live out of town, but you're going to miss the event. You know, we have the stream for you, too, as well. You can purchase the stream online on our website. Nice, nice. So, so we got the the front row. You said it's all sold out, but we got adults twenty bucks, ten dollars mm-hmm. for kids, and like yep. you said, the live stream. The doors open at five. Bell rings at six. Man, we you know, hey, I'm I'm gonna try to be in the house if I can't. I'm gonna live stream it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we gonna get like in there one way or another. We have a deep match card. We have, I believe, what I, I'm trying to remember off the top of my like ten or twelve matches. I don't know. We. Wow. We've been booking matches left and right. <laughs> and like I said, I'm tired. <laughs> like it's, it's, it's a lot of work behind trying to put on like a wrestling show, wrestling promotion. Like I give a lot of praise to those people that actually do this for a living because this is my first time doing it and it is hard. Like it's a lot of stuff that go behind it. But right. yes, but like we're doing, uh, we're doing a pretty good job so far. Like I said, I'm happy and just can't wait to see the turnout for everything and just hopefully it puts on a great show. I'm happy for the wrestlers that are involved. Um, big shout out to all the um, the big names that are coming in town. They're able to wrestle in our city too, as well. And so I'm just, I'm just, I'm excited. Yes, sir. I'm I'm excited about it as well, man. Uh, you know, you got you got Tootie Lynn and Big Swole yes. on there. You know, both. So we saw Tootie Lynn wrestle uh, at AEW Dark when mm-hmm. I was here, man. So you know, shout out to her and NWA Empire. Yeah. Uh, y'all got my boy ACH, man. That's, yeah, <laughs> that's that's the that's the homie. We met him one time too yep. down in uh, uh, I think that was in San Jose. Yep. So yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Trying to trying to see a bunch. Should be you know, yeah. AKA Pineapple Pete for right <laughs> people that watch Pandemic AEW, man. It's a full card. So you know, make sure that if y'all are in town February nineteenth, make sure y'all get out to Black Wrestlers Matter or pick up that live stream and check it out there, man. Please. Anything else you want to say? Anything else you want to say about Black Wrestlers Matter? Uh, no, that's everything. Like I said, big shout out to John West, the uh, promoter of the whole thing. A big shout out to my, uh, my shoot friend and business partner with Mike Outlaw who helped me with uh, putting this event together. And shout out to all the wrestlers on the card, especially. Like, I know, that, especially the ones that are coming out of town, that was a big schedule and also during the pandemic as well. And, like, everyone that's, that's on here and like and also a big one to big swole as well that that was that was huge and major for us i'm glad she said yes to being on this show it's just like that's just a huge opportunity to finally meet her in person like i can't wait for that but like i said just everybody on the car like no everybody just do work put on the best forms you can and fight you know that's what we're here for <laughs> and the platforms that you're going to be streaming on what are those uh, it, we have it. Uh, it's just on uh, one streaming service, so it is uh, on our on the website. We'll uh, send out the link. Gotcha. Like I said, you can find it, like on our social media or on Black Wrestling Matter social media too. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. 
So y'all hear that? Put it on your calendar. Black yes, Wrestling sir. Matter, live stream, 19th, February. Y'all better be there or watch it on TV, on the square. If that makes sense. I know that didn't make no sense. I'm sorry, y'all, man. I haven't eaten today. You're wrong, though. You're right. <laughs> right. I was going to say, watch it on the square. That's going to be a new thing. Now. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Rated R, man, I think it's a little, you know, it's a time. We haven't done this in a while, but I think it's time for us to take a break. So okay. uh, just if you go ahead and kick us off to a break right quick. Oh, well, we'll be right back after these. These. Hulk Hogan, we coming for you, nigga. Hulk Hogan, we coming for you, nigga. Welcome back to the We Come For You cast, y'all. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We are back, back from a quick break. So we you talked about Black Wrestlers Matter, man. There was some more. So, so Cinco, man, we have a thing on this year program called You Can't Spell Wrestling Without STL. You know, sure. so you talked about the history of pro wrestling in St. Louis, and we definitely highlight that. But one thing that was history and definitely one for the history books was the Royal Rumble. Yes, it was. Royal Rumble that was here at the the dome at America Center. It, it dusted the cobwebs out the dome. Man, it back right? They <laughs> <laughs> got the pants all out, the edge out. Oh, <laughs> they they made it look nice on the I inside. Was, I was I didn't recognize it. Me neither. <laughs> like, don't have you seen it on TV yet too? Like right. it looks like someplace in like L.A. or something like that. Yeah. And the and the chairs on the ground, they were conference center chairs. They weren't regular folding chairs, neither. Right, right, right. right. They showed up. They they showed up for it. It was like, yo, we ain't using this for nothing else, so we gonna make it look goods, as Booker T say. <laughs> so we got to give the 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 live show recap. But first, we had some listeners comment on what they thought about the Royal Rumble. So let's get into the listener comments first, man. So on Instagram, we had the homie Sam at S L D O S. Uh, he said, "Can't lie, I was disappointed with most of it." Well, well, yeah, I understand. I mean, totally makes I, sense. Yeah, if if, if if you're not there live in attendance, and of course we're biased because it's in our hometown, of course we're going to say it's great. Right. You know, they had Triple H out there wrestling a broom. We probably would think the best match ever. Right. <laughs> I, I agree. You know, I, I, I get it. Um, I mean, after going back and looking at it, like, I guess, you know, you know, some of the, the I think the women's Royal Rumble match probably had more surprises that people would, did, did expect and didn't expect. Um uh, I think I think the, the there were some opportunities with the men's Royal Rumble, in my opinion, um, uh, some work to be done there. But that always goes to my to my topic about WWE need to produce stars. And once again, they're not doing that because yep. I saw Goldberg on my damn TV screen Friday <laughs> night. Again. We'll, we'll get, we'll get to that in a second. We'll get to that. Let's go back to that in a second. Uh, other comment. We have one more comment. My big brother Vaughn at VRSJ on Instagram. He up, commented, Vaughn? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What up, Vaughn? He said, This is the first premium live event that I've watched in a while. Definitely better than a weekly programming, but not pay per view quality. I could have done without the men's rumble. Yep. So, yep. Yes, so, I, I think it's had a consensus that the men's rumble could have been a little bit better you know uh sure. i think it's safe to say that the, the the forbidden door that term again the forbidden door was knocked down as the u the ufc and wwe are 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 doing business with each other with right. ufc fighters winning both the royal rumbles <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> we go we go come back to that as well but cinco man for for your live recap i guess you know if you want to give it a letter grade however you want to rate it man what did you think about the royal rumble 
All right, if I'm giving it a letter grade from a lot, because this this how I said, because uh, some one of my uh, friends asked me how I was a rumble, no, just a non wrestling fan, and I said, you know, if you if just for the regular no regular fan that's not really into wrestling, just casually watching it, it was a great show. I would say that because you know. If somebody just saw like, oh my god, that's Ronda Rousey, they was like, oh my god, like uh, Brock Lesnar or something like that, or just saw like all like the the random um, famous people that just popped up here and there, they would say it. So like on that end, I would give it a B plus for you no know, live attendance for a regular fan, but for like an actual wrestling fan, I'm not gonna disrespect this. Like it's, I'll probably say C plus, you know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because like the thing about like the, the quality and body within the actual show was, was actually good. Mm-hmm. I think what got to us were the results. And I don't want to knock a whole show off based off of the result at the end of the match because stuff leading up to like the whole show was good, like all in all. Like Roman Reigns versus Seth Rollins, solid. I, I like the whole thing begin to end. I even like how they, how it ended because that's how it was supposed to end, even with the aftermath after. How the match and I liked how it happened. Dude dropping Becky Lynch, it was it was a great match. You know, it's probably one of the matches that you would expect to be that good. But actually, like for in the ring competition, it was probably like the it was probably top tier. It's probably like one of the top two matches on the card. Right. You know, um, with and it was it was quote unquote supposed to be like the filler too, but it wasn't. It was actually it actually did work. Um, with the whole um, couple versus couple match, it was cool. It did what it was supposed to do. You no know, put over Edge and Beth Phoenix. Mm-hmm. And what, what other match? Oh, yeah. Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar. Great match. Good match. Like I said, it was a good match. It's, it's what you expect from how Brock Lesnar wrestles. And, like, I don't don't expect to get anything or surprising from Brock Lesnar because you're not. You're going to get your suplexes. You're going to get your smack talking. And you're going to get your interferences with the manager. That's how it's supposed to go. But how it ended, it ended the right way because it wasn't supposed to make one of those two wrestlers look weak if somebody lost clean. So I like that. And for the Royal Rumble, no, the Royal Rumble was good. No, the women's Royal Rumble was better than the men's Royal Rumble, in my opinion. So all in all, that was fair. But I just wasn't as satisfied with the men's Royal Rumble because, for one, it was saturated with tag teams mm-hmm. secondly it wasn't as many quote-unquote surprises you know i mean you could say that oh drew mcintyre came back you know from his injury but the thing about it is like he wasn't gone long enough to be like oh my god drew mcintyre is back exactly uh shaman man that was a a good you know comeback you know i liked it when i just saw him out in person um bad buddy that was cool too but like really that was it because I'm pretty sure all the real wrestling fans knew that when Brock Lesnar lost that match, he was going to be in the Royal Rumble. Yep. Now, easy. Like, we all knew that. Like, that was just coming. Because, like, I already knew Randy Orton was going to come out last. And when he came out 29, I'm like, yeah, Lesnar's going to be 30, obviously. But all in all, like I said, good show. Um, not going to knock the product because of the results. But, like, all in all, I liked it. So. Okay. Well, okay. One of the things- Rated R, what about your rating for it? Oh, um. Before I touch on that, one of the things I wanted to uh, piggyback on that you talked about, Cinco, was uh, the quality that WWE did uh, for the show. Yeah. I mean, I got to give my hat to them in really the city of St. Louis. Like, the advertising 
and getting the word of mouth about this show. Oh, it was great. It yeah. was phenomenal. Right. Every digital and regular billboard within a 50 mile radius inside the city had a Royal Rumble uh, 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 a graphic or they had yep. a uh, like that card game. Hell, they still got the card game on 170, right? Now. Right. <laughs> I saw that. I saw that. <laughs> uh, the digital boards that are downtown on the bus stops, if you walk around, like like if you see it behind me on Market, there's yeah. a digital back, they have digital backgrounds for the Royal Rumble. All in all, man, they did a great job advertising this event. Put right. the way they made it, it made it feel, it felt like how mania felt, to be honest with mm-hmm. you. It felt like a mania. Right. I'm, I'm getting people, I'm getting my parents asking me if I'm going to the Royal Rumble. Exactly. <laughs> what the hell? Like, what are y'all watching it? They they pubbed it like the uh shout out to the to the news affiliates. They're having people yep. come on to the show and talk mm-hmm. about it. I, I don't know if it was on ESPN or not, but they made it feel big time. And right. that's like I said, when WWE does stuff right, they do it right. And that's why I always tell y'all that they not that AEW ain't me WWE. That's <laughs> a whole other topic. But as, as far as what they did with just pubbing the show, A plus, A plus. Yeah, but publicity definitely was up there. Like it, it really sure. was, and also how they were working in the community as well. Yes, yes. Because like, yep. I know I, I saw well besides uh, they had Randy Orton uh, interview like on the news channels. But they had actually one of another St. Louis wrestler with Reggie actually yep. in the community for like the whole week, you know, yep. going around to inner city areas, the east side, uh, schools in the county, just doing no promotional work and just community service work with uh, Tyrus O'Neill and uh, yep. Daniel Brooke and them. So like that, that was a good look too as well. And also, thank you. Like it was a great opportunity for him just to actually just display and just so somebody like us can make it this far in the big yep. leagues coming from this neighborhood, you know. Right. I know just shout to you know Radar because obviously he was from what the real suburbs and everything. You no, know, Reggie was actually from the hood. Right, 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 right. <laughs> West side, everything's so here. <laughs> shout out to but, Beaumont. <laughs> right. <laughs> but Man, if, I, if I had if I had to give it a grade, uh uh I'll give it a solid B mm-hmm. in my opinion. Uh okay. kind of agreeing on the touch points of Cinco, that's what you said there. Uh you knew what was going to happen at the end of at that men's Royal Rumble. Surprises, there were opportunities there where they could have did a little. I mean, the group we were sitting there, mind you, maybe a couple of drinks had something to do with what we were saying, but <laughs> but uh, there were the surprises that we were saying that did they did a couple. And like my dumb ass was saying, yeah, the Rock coming back. Funny, <laughs> <laughs> he gonna fight wrong. Well, I, boy, was my dumb ass wrong. I think I even said. My hair, here I'm saying I'm telling myself too. I think I said Jericho was gonna be in there, and I pulled up the damn uh, lyrics to Judas because I was gonna get the whole. Just get ready. He legit pulled up the lyrics to Judas. <laughs> that so, really but, happened. But again, I might be a little biased, uh, uh, but I still think for what they offer and what really at the current landscape of what WWE is offering us right now, they work with they work well with what they work with. So mm-hmm. I give it a solid B. Yeah, I think I, I think I have to go uh, agree with both of y'all. Actually, I mean, Cinco, you gave it a B plus. That was mine as well. And I, I come I come from it from a a slightly different perspective as somebody that's kind of like. I don't really watch weekly. I don't really watch yeah. WWE weekly anymore. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I'm like more of the fan that they market to and, and, and stuff like the Royal Rumble. So for for me, I was just like, okay. I, for example, I didn't know Drew McIntyre was gone. That's another. That's another right. thing. Cause like 
he wasn't gone that long. And like in the back of my mind, I forgot like he was actually gone, you know? Yeah. Cause I just, I just like, I do my best to like keep up like on a weekly basis. I'm like, right. I didn't feel like he was gone that long. It was just like a, a month and like a week or two, but like, exactly. Right. That's why he wasn't gone long enough to actually like make you think you missed. I'm like, oh shoot, Drew McIntyre is at number such and such. That's, that's how I thought of it. I'm like, I didn't think he was actually gone <laughs> so yeah I, mean, I thought maybe so i usually keep up with stuff like on reddit or instagram and i thought okay well maybe he just ain't did nothing crazy in a minute so that's why none of those have picked him up so when he came right. on i was like oh okay cool cool I, I, you exactly know, that, 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 that's pretty good but i mean the women's rumble i think was was doper than that there were some legit surprises there um you know like with like alicia fox and uh like cameron and you know they had they, there was a couple missed opportunities opportunities there like i think um apparently it came off better on tv with um uh well with sonya deville when mm-hmm. she came out she was sitting in commentary when the camera came out and she was just like oh yeah her and naomi are cool right and then that's when she jumped <laughs> her out. yeah like, okay that that is pretty dope so that was like the one thing that was lost but i mean match wise other than uh the wrestlemania sign being on fire and <laughs> yeah <laughs> During Becky Lynch and Dewdrop, you know, say like I think I, I think I went to the bathroom, Edge, uh, Edge and Beth Phoenix, and got something to eat. Mm-hmm. So, like you said, they were both matches that did what they were supposed to do. But over and all, I give it a B plus, man, for real. So, who do you think got the had the biggest crowd reaction? Orton. It was Orton by by far. Orton. <laughs> it's, I was I almost agree with you. I think it might be Mickey James. That too. Yeah, yeah, that too. Yeah. It was between the two. Like I was like, I think Mick James may have had a bigger reaction than Randy Orton, but I obviously Randy Orton gonna get the the biggest reaction out of anybody because of hometown and everything. But like you know when Mickey James came out with that Impact Knockouts Women's Title, yeah, and the and, whole and, crowd and went crazy. And that's I think you know what I give I give the crowd a lot of credit on that one because I was thinking okay they they might come out with her WWE music but when it got the pop on the T or the TNA slash Impact music I was like oh there's some real fans in here yeah right. real yep. fans in here today man yep. I I really appreciate that yep I was gonna ask that brings up a good question real quick yep. who had the best Royal Rumble pop uh, for a day. Well, if I say a debut, we all know the answer to that. But, but okay, fine. Who had the best Royal Rumble pop of all time? And I, I, I think we probably ought to be at a consensus. Uh, of all time? I think we're going to be a consensus with this one. It's I, I don't think it's that hard. <laughs> it's between two people for me, honestly. Yep. It's between two people. Who you got? Who you got? AJ Styles and Edge. Yes, AJ Styles. Is, I was going to say that would probably be my number one. <laughs> yeah, so I, I would say number three is when Cena came back. That was my number three, too. Yeah, that was that's, number that's, three. Those, those top three will be yep. up there. Because from like 1990s, you know, <laughs> when, when, or something like that. Hey, so here's, the, here's the thing with me and AJ Styles. I, RBS introduced me to TNA mm-hmm. with AJ Styles. The yep. first TNA I ever saw was because of AJ Styles. I didn't know what he fact, did. It was AJ, AJ, Christopher Daniels, and Samoa Joe. Like, that was my that listen, That was my first, my first <laughs> match to watch TNA, and like you can't touch that. That's one of the best matches of all time, in my opinion. Uh, but just the whole the way they did that whole setup because that's when I was actually I was actually paying attention to uh, New Japan uh, when AJ was in the Bullet Club, and then mm-hmm. I know he when he let go when he got. He, he didn't get released. He, he quit. He left. Yeah. And then 
all the subliminal tweets was coming out. I think John Cena posted AJ Styles' face on Instagram, out of just on a humbug. And I'm like, okay, I know AJ Styles isn't ready to show up in the Royal Rumble. And I mean, to me, that was kind of when that forbidden door type of things kind of started with me. Uh, but seeing AJ Styles walk out there being number three in the Royal Rumble, like, okay, let's kick this off right against Roman. Right. Oh. They started that off early. <laughs> so that was perfect. Yep, yep. It was a perfect time. Yes. I was gonna say credit credit to Vince like for not even really knowing who AJ was. Like shout out to Chris Jericho too for like actually, you know, getting AJ over. Like apparently the styles clash, like he ain't wanted he ain't want nobody to do it. So Jericho was just like, Oh man, we gonna do this move. He called it something else before AJ gave it to him. Right. Right. Because <laughs> he had heard the styles clash was hurting people. So shout out to them, man. Yeah, like I said, when AJ Styles made that debut, and it did a perfect time to like early, but just not too early with like having them start off the match, but like just at the beginning, just to get that pop. Cause nobody knew, like he came out with new music, so nobody knew music and everything. And they yep. was looking at the Titan Tron, like, okay, I am. They're like, saw the word phenomenal. They're like, uh oh, <laughs> you were you lying. That's what that's how it was. <laughs> went crazy when he walked out. Yep. So yep. that that had to be yeah, that 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 probably is number one. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. So we, we were just talking about, you know, the orders of people coming out and a lot of talk. There's been a lot of talk recently. So we know that usually there's a few people that produce the Royal Rumble. Triple H is one of them. Mm -hmm. Apparently he was absent. Yeah, um, I think I think I think Tyson Kidd is another one or Tyson Kidd might have did the women's Rumble. I think Tyson Kidd was out. Yeah, okay. he might have been out, yeah. too. So mm -hmm. that might have been why there was some inconsistencies. But the one I want to talk about, though, uh, Shane McMahon. <laughs> Shane Man. McMahon hey. is usually one of the producers of the Royal Rumble. Now, it showed. This. Yeah, right, right. It showed. Right. Apparently, Shane McMahon was there unchecked. We heard, what was it, a week later that Shane McMahon basically got fired. Man, opening grand closing. <laughs> right. <laughs> There's a lot going on with Shane McMahon. So I just want to read off a couple of these, man. So apparently what happened, one of the things that happened was Orton was supposed to come out before he did, right? Okay. So apparently what happened was the Royal Rumble numbers got mixed up. Somebody started playing Shane McMahon music when Orton was supposed to come out. And Orton told Shane, hey, man, I ain't coming out to here come the money, so you better get out there. Right. He's like, this, this is my city. I ain't even mess my, <laughs> my spotlight up. So, yeah. <laughs> so there's that. There's um, so allegedly. Uh, and we say this, so we say this, so we don't get sued. Allegedly, allegedly, people. <laughs> somebody was talking about how much Shane McMahon was sweating during the during the Royal Rumble. Allegedly, he had a little bit of Trinidad James action going on out there. Shit. <laughs> a little bit of Trinidad the pop the Molly. I'm sweating. Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. So. <laughs> So apparently you didn't that, hear it here first, but you heard it here first. Like right, 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 right. quote unquote. <laughs> I'm just saying, I heard it through the grapevine. <laughs> but there was a whole bunch of other stuff going on with Shane McMahon. Apparently, him and Vince got into it. Uh, there was supposed to be uh, Shane McMahon versus Austin Theory going forward over like, you know, who gonna who gonna be Vince's real son? <laughs> <What>? <laughs> We've seen that before. We have. <laughs> 
we was going and maybe that maybe that's what Shane was going going about it. But God. now now we have this void, right? And I kind of want to tie this together with Tony Khan. Now Tony now now I said on the last show, Tony Khan needs to shut his ass up sometimes. Yep. But 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 he just tweeted a couple days ago. There's a big announcement for Wednesday's Dynamite uh, reference on AEW Rampage. And there's a person walking through the forbidden door. They're walking through the door, signing the contract and slamming the door shut Wednesday on Dynamite. There's a lot of speculation that this could be Shane McMahon. So much so, so much so that I think what was it? Sean Ross Sapp, one of the, one of the wrestling journalists got word from a WWE producer that they hit AEW up. It was just like, don't sign them. <laughs> Which I think, I just want to get y'all sync. I'll start with you. Which I think about this whole Shane McMahon at the Rumble in wrestling, that whole situation, man, what you got? I'm going to say this because <laughs> I it, it, period, it, it showed that Shane McMahon produced this Rumble. <laughs> and the reason being, think about, think about this. Who who was the final four wrestlers in the Royal Rumble in the men's match? It was Brock, Orton. Was no. it Shane? Was he one? Orton got eliminated. Orton got eliminated, right? Who was the, but the last so four. it was Brock, right? Shane, uh huh. Bad Bunny, <laughs> and Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre. <laughs> Two out of four, it makes sense. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah. <laughs> right. No, no disrespect to Bad Bunny. No, he he he's probably one of the best celebrity wrestlers out there Absolutely. next to Pat McAfee. But like with that, it's just like no, like the Royal Rumble is just like is really supposed to be your scapegoat to develop the next star coming up. There you go. There you go. But you threw Bad Bunny yeah. in yourself. In the final four, because yep. if whoever makes the final four, it's just like that's that's who all your eyes are on. In right. my opinion, somebody that was gonna make it all the way to the end, I my first pick was gonna be like Montez Ford, because I just thought like you know eventually, you know one day, uh, you know quote unquote, God forbid for me, I don't want them to break up the street profits, but it possibly might happen, and if they do, they're looking more towards him as being the next big star, right? Just a everything about him from athletics, in-ring talent, you know, charisma, stuff outside of uh, wrestling, you know, with his background, with, you know, in the service and, and, and all that good stuff. Yep. Like, it was, I just thought, like, somebody like him or just, like, another wrestler, like, man, like Kevin Owens or something, or Randy Orton, because he's from my city. But when you do yourself in Bad Bunny in the Final Four, it just, it just credit everything. I, I, I think W. This is my problem I have with sometimes with WWE is that they have too many platforms where they can produce stars and they don't do it. Exactly. And Royal Rumble is the exact place of a catalyst to produce a star. It's the easiest way to do it. I'll make the storyline. Easiest way without a storyline. You mean to tell me you can't pluck, okay, I'm high on this guy, but you can't pluck an LA Knight from NXT and put him in the Royal Rumble and you can't be one of the last four? So like, oh snap, this dude might he might go to WrestleMania right off the rip. Like, right. like I just feel like they got all, and I said this in the last episode, WWE had had the groundwork to produce stars and somehow, some, some way, they just got away from it and just really started focusing on, I don't know what. Part-timers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Legends. Like, 
you only can rely on these guys for so long. Like, again, like they they relied on John Cena for on a close of 15 years. And mm-hmm. look at this spread of like I don't I'm not trying to be disrespectful to anybody in this business, but there's not a lot of guys who, who jump off the, the screen and makes me say, hey, I want to watch three hours on a Monday night because I'm not. True. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I tried my hardest to watch all three hours. You can't. You can't. <laughs> you can't do it. I'll start you know. thinking about when I need to make do an oil change on my damn car. <laughs> before I watch Monday Night Raw for three hours. <laughs> Even the even the Hulu version, like the the, nope. the one and a half hour Hulu version, is just like, <laughs> no. uh, and it, well, the Hulu version gets me because then I start thinking, dang man, this show don't make no sense. Let me go back and watch the three hours because I must be I must be missing something. No, I'm nope. not. Nope. I'm, I, they, it's just half the time. They may have cut out an explicit scene on there for you. That's it. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. So just my constructive criticism I have for WWE. Get back to making the stars. Cause in 10 more years, don't know, man. <laughs> hey man, you know, if so I think I think what WWE's trying to do, and shout out to him because he just won a big match uh this weekend. But Gable Stevenson, man, I think they putting all their chips in the NIL people. Yeah, you know what I'm saying people like that, where you know Gable Stevenson brings a pedigree. Um, even even go back to R.O.D. What you were saying, man, uh, like Ronda Rousey, Brock Lesnar. Part of the problem with WWE is that they promote to people who don't watch on a regular basis, and they and promote, that's fine. They yeah, because it makes sense. Yeah. Way. Exactly right, but they also promote in a way that basically they 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 don't want people that don't watch on a regular basis to think that, you know, they, they, they want it to be what they think those people think pro wrestling is. Sure. That was really, that's, that's a really, you know, hard web to weave. But basically they want to say, okay, if people aren't wrestling fans, who are they going to think can win an actual fight? UFC fighters. Sure. Who do they think they can actually win a fight? Absolutely. Real wrestlers. Absolutely. The problem is, the problem is that's at the expense of everybody else you got on your roster. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's kind of like this. It's kind of like this. I mean, you know, Roman's up there, but Roman Roman played football. You know what I'm saying? He, he played he played in the NFL for a high second. You know what I'm saying? Do you get a John Cena in today's era? You know what I'm saying? John Cena doesn't have, you know, he played football in high school, but he a wrestler. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Do, does, does John Cena make it in this era? Mm-hmm. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe not. You know what I'm saying? Just because it's like they're they're looking for people with real quote unquote pedigree, but they're doing a disservice to the show, man. I mean, you wouldn't have no Undertaker today. Yeah. <laughs> what 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 is an Undertaker? You know what I'm saying? He didn't play football. He he ain't from you know collegiate wrestling or whatever, man. It's yeah. They, that they that's actually a good take. That's the final first time I ever heard that take on like the future on it about the NIL deal. And like, I, I look from that point of view, it, it makes a lot of sense. So I'm glad you broke that down because I heard about the whole NIL deal thing. I was like, you know, it's cool for like, you no, know, for those collegiate athletes, you know, just for something to do like on the next level for like, you know, after they're done with school in their competition, you know, cause I think the problem was for me is that the, the WWE, when they were mainly being, you know, listening or run by Triple H and Shawn Michaels, they spoiled us with the indie style wrestling. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. With like the regular NXT type of wrestling, bringing that style into the WWE. And like we got spoiled with that type of wrestling because us real wrestling fans, that's what we wanted to see. And that's what we like to see. And now we're seeing them fade away from that now with what's going on in today's wrestling world. And also with NXT 2.0, it's like, okay, now we're starting to just like, because they're not caring to what we want to see pretty much. So I, I get it completely now. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So going on from that, man, let's, 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 let's hop into, uh, let's hop into some black history month news, man. You know, we, we, you know, it's February, it's black history month. Yo, let's talk about, uh, AEW and black history month real quick. Um, so, and you know, this is, this is coming from the AEW. I'm going to say what black history. Listen, 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 this is coming from the AEW shill on the show. If you've noticed my tone change, this next story is part of why. So AEW comes out and says, you know, hey, we, they put out a press release and they were just like, yo, we are here celebrating Black History Month. You know how we going to do it? You know how we going to do it? We're not going to we're not going we're not going to listen to people's criticism and and talk about, you know, apologize to Big Swole, shout out to Big Swole for Black Wrestlers Matter. We're not going to apologize to Big Swole for saying that she couldn't wrestle for voicing her opinion, which right. is a microaggression in and of itself. Right. No, 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 no. You yeah. know what we going to do for Black History Month? What we going to do? We going to put out a rap mixtape. <laughs> Most stereotypical thing they could possibly do, y'all. <laughs> AEW announced the Who We Are, a celebration of excellence, volume one, aka WWE Aggression, volume two. <laughs> also, also, shout out to WWE Aggression, they just put it on Spotify. <laughs> I feel like WWE did that on purpose. But AEW says in this press conference that I quote to commemorate the beginning of Black History Month. AEW revealed the upcoming release of Who We Are, a celebration of excellence, volume one, a compilation album that will bring to life the stories of more than 20 black AEW wrestlers through the music of established hip hop and R&B artists. It will also feature an introduction from the legendary funk musician Bootsy Collins with proceeds from the CD sales benefiting the Bootsy Collins Foundation. Now, I have thoughts. However, I want to get y'all thoughts first. <laughs> Cinco, man, what you got on AEW? You, you, you said what Black History? What you got on AEW for Black History Month dropping a hip hop mixtape? Most stereotypical thing you can think of <laughs> a, mi- a mixtape. <laughs> a mixtape. You, you could say an album or anything. You, you did mixtape. <laughs> like- like this is the no, thing for the dude, the dude at the corner of Quick Trip. He has CDs in his backpack. This is that that type of mixtape, <laughs> right? Now, to be fair, they call it the compilation album, but it's a mixtape. I a mix know tape. a mixtape when I see one. <laughs> yeah, we all do. <laughs> it's a whole mixtape. I'm just like, oh, they they're really trying their hardest after that whole situation they have with Big Swole and also with the non-displaying of black wrestlers on their product so i think they think this is their scapegoat for it but it, i'm not buying it, it, it rated r what you got man it, 
that I I echo that. It, a, a damn mixtape is not gonna be. We know what. The, like you putting a band aid on a damn thing, you need to put stitches on. You know damn well what the hell we want, man. We want more people, more blacks on TV. Winning now, granted, yeah, they gave uh uh what's my girl name that just won? Jay Cargill. Jay Cargill. Okay, they gave her the, the the you know the TBS championship. That's a good start. But some of these these main storylines. Yo, y'all got some cast there that y'all need to elevate and put them in that in that role because the uh, New York, yeah. Have y'all watched the Royal Rumble? Yeah. Uh, second time a black man won a Royal Rumble was it, it won a WWE Championship in St. Louis. Uh, the first one was The Rock. So, uh, <laughs> AEW, what y'all gonna do, dog? <laughs> y'all still ain't got no black AEW champion yet. I'm waiting. When you gonna do it? Hello. What <laughs> <laughs> All right. So again, as AEW shill on this show, it's time for another one of these oh. RVS rants. So it, it it's like from from it's like I'm torn from a couple perspectives, right? Sure. Because as a as 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 a, as a hip hop artist slash producer, would I be on an AEW mixtape? <laughs> Yes, yes, I would. <laughs> Hell yeah, I would. But dropping a fucking mixtape. Oh, Black History Month. Through a Black History... Tony Khan, bruh. <laughs> listen to me. Listen to... Listen, dog. I know you... I said this last time. I know you're listening. Yo. <laughs> stop. <laughs> don't do this shit no more. Put don't don't put out the look. Okay, you put out the mixtape you want to. Shout out shout out to all the artists on there. You know, so it, it's it's a cat it's a cast on there that I've been following. Underground cats. Shout out to y'all opportunity. But Tony, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> nigga, if you don't stop, <laughs> if, you, oh, shit. if you don't stop that performative bullshit. Okay. Putting out a mixtape, nigga. This is like when 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 Amer- American Airlines actually did this. I'm, I'm put this on the on the thing. American Airlines put oh. kente cloth around a logo. What kind of history month? <laughs> they, they say we sold plane for the month of February. Oh please, for the love of God, it's, it's still like, up there. <laughs> it's, it's still up there. It's still there. This is like when the politicians took a knee and put on kente cloth uh, shows oh, when they were graduating. That. Like they was graduating from the Black Student Union. <laughs> Dog. Hey man, listen, Tony, hit me up. We come for UCAS at gmail.com. Hit, ask for RVS. Whenever you have an idea like this, send us an email and we come for UCAS at gmail.com. Let us know. And then I could be like, nah, dog. Don't do that. Hey, or I could be hey, like, okay, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. AEW a- gonna have those focus groups, those ERG groups like companies do now. That's what they gonna do next. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna have the black ERG. Not to, not to mention, not to mention even the small thing, like in the press conference, in, in the press release, they were like, we got more than 20 black wrestlers. Y'all can't keep counting y'all black wrestlers. Y'all need to put them cats on TV. Matter of fact, Ricky, oh, there's one. Yes, Ricky Starks and Jay Lethal just had a dope ass match on Rampage. Right dope ass match. That should have been on Dynamite. Mm-hmm. They didn't even show Ricky Starks cut a dope ass promo against Jay Lethal. Didn't wasn't on the show. It was only online. Put your black people on the show. 
Damn. I ain't talk about the, when the, just when the black people fighting each other because y'all do a lot of that too. Right. Will Hobbs, Ricky Starks, Jay Lethal, Leo Rush. Right before he left, y'all had them all fighting each other. Dante Martin, nah, bro. Put them in title matches. There's my boy Scorpio Sky. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna say this and I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna say this and I'm gonna leave. <laughs> my boy Scorpio Sky was in the ring with Dan Lambert and Brandy Rose. Now. We we defended Brandy Rhodes in the past, we, right? At nauseum. At nauseum. <laughs> Dan Lambert, Dan Lambert got in the ring and basically said, no, I mean, I'm paraphrasing here, but he said this pretty closely. He's like, I'm basically MAGA, and the people are cheering for me and booing you, Brandy Rhodes. Tony Khan, you have to think about what shit like this looks like to your fan base. With, with, with shit like when you said that about Big Swole and how everybody got collective amnesia and then said she wasn't no dope wrestler when she just had a dope ass match with Diamante. Not Diamante's on, Diamante's on the main shows now, but not mm-hmm. Big Swole. Of co- Bruh, stop. Stop it. That's it. Don't do What's it no that more. Jordan mean? Stop. <laughs> Get some help. <laughs> Get some help. <laughs> All right, man. Last thing. Last thing. No, 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 not about not about Tony Khan, not about AEW, but we're going to focus on actual black history in AEW, man. Jay Cargill, we just mentioned her before. She had an interview on Talk is Jericho uh, just, I guess, I guess probably this last week, actually. So, you know, she had a bunch of gems in there. She basically went down and talked about her WWE tryout, how she almost signed with them. Um, how she, you know, she's coming from the fitness world. Uh, shout out to her husband, Brandon Phillips. She's like, yo, I don't need wrestling because nope. I'm rich. I got right. money, but wrestling is something I want to do. And that's where she's getting a lot of her respect from. But the one thing that I wanted to point out here was she almost signed a WWE, right? She already, her and Brandon Phillips already had their daughter and WWE hit her with the, okay, so what you gonna do about your daughter while you on the road? Man, come on, man. And she, like, and she, and she said she, she said he hit him like this. Hey, man, I'm rich. You know, we could get a 24 hour nanny. That's cool. We, we can make this work, right? Right. And she was just like, yo, I'm just trying to make sure that we do everything I need to do with my family. WWE hit her with the, uh, but we're your family now, and that's ultimately what made her go down to the Nightmare Factory, get 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 uh, trained by QT Marshall, uh, Mark Henry, all those cats. And sign with AEW, man. So, current TBS champion. Uh, also, I'm gonna put it down here. Shout out to her for going to the plot at uh, AKA plot at Howard and taking oh, a picture with the belt. That was dope. Idea she was an AKA. I didn't know it needed until she posted that picture on the Founders yeah. Day. I'm like, yeah. really? Yeah. <laughs> club. What's up, club? <laughs> exactly. exactly. Also, also, if you go to her uh, Instagram, her ship made her a congratulations video. It is the first of all. First of all. Uh, there, they she plays at a, a, a Jacksonville, a Jacksonville State. Um, she got probably like one of the hoodest AKA lines I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Her ship was just like, yeah, you beat that bitch ass, yeah. <laughs> like shout out, shout out to my ship. I was like, I like y'all, y'all, y'all are cool with me. <laughs> but I wanted to get y'all opinion, man. Jay Cargill. And what she's doing, we ain't got to talk about WWE saying they're not family, but what does Jay Cargill in AEW or just in general in wrestling mean for black people, black women, and black history? Sink, I'm gonna start with you. Uh, with that, really personally, it's like she's really breaking down barriers, and not just only just because the fact you no, know, she has her 
undefeated streak with um, AEW, but also with that, um, basically how she started off with AEW. There, there were no a lot of doubts about her in the beginning, you know, and just people being just like not sure about her or quote unquote bored of her or just no people just being disrespectful because either because no she's a woman in the rain, no had much experience or just a black woman in the rain, pretty much. And basically, no, she's just ignored all the hate, just kept grinding, kept working until and just she's getting better. And like to the wrestler she is right now. So she is doing a great job, especially with this promotion, especially being with like the only basically only when it looks like her with this promotion, just doing work like this. So it's, it's just good big hats off to her and everything. But now I'm really waiting for her to get that. AW Women's Championship. I think that's re- that's really the next step. No, like the the, t- the TBS Championship is good and everything. Like, it's, there's no shade to it, but I feel like you no know, that mainstay title is what Brick Breaker uh Brick uh, Baker got, and she needs that title, and that'll just like complete that whole thing really with the AW line. For sure, I man. Radar, what you got, man? Um. Yeah, echoing back what you just said there, Cinco, man. Uh, again, continue to go down that that trail that that trail of uh, breaking barriers, man. Uh, uh, keep pushing yourself. I like the fact that, that she's putting herself out there as one being one of the reasons to watch AEW. Uh, I like the fact that she when the way she debuted was with Shaq. So you're mm-hmm. trying to get bring in people who don't necessarily watch WWE or just watch pro wrestling all the time. It's 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 a perfect way uh to get casuals to watch you know man still c- keep going down that 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 barrier to be the must watch reason of aw be try to try to be better than hangman page make your name make yourself a, a household name make yourself show wwe's like okay so now when wwe comes back to offer you that 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 bs that they was just talking about now they're gonna have to pay your ass exactly. and you can hear those terms so keep doing what you're doing man like yep. you, you you're you're in bottom of what we like seeing with blacks doing in not just in WWE or pro wrestling, but just in culture in general. You breaking down barriers and you doing what you want to do the way you want to do it. Keep exactly. doing it and you're doing it at the highest level. Keep doing what you're doing. You keep getting better. And it's the start the sky's gonna be the limit. Period. For sure. For True. sure. Yeah. I, I echo all of that, man. And I think also Sooner rather than later, we gonna get uh, uh, Bianca Belair versus Jay Cargill match. Money, one way or another, it's gonna happen. Money, it's gonna happen one way or another. I don't know about yeah. no forbidden door or somebody gonna sign somewhere else or come over here. It's gonna happen, and, yeah. and if it don't happen, somebody fumble in a bag. Big yeah. time. That's all I'm gonna say about that. Now, <laughs> rated R. Uh oh, it's about that time. It's about that time. Oh, Finko, welcome to the show, man. Oh, welcome welcome to to our show, man. I don't don't know. I don't know. I don't know if you know, but the show is just about to start right now. Right now. (laughs) With these here awards that we give away on this here program. Rated Mm -hmm. on, man. Tell the people in Cinco about the awards. Cinco or anybody else who, you know, hopefully you haven't been living under a rock. Cinco, I know you haven't, but I'm talking to the people out there, especially the people in the back, back there by the arch. If you haven't been living under a rock, <laughs> uh, we give out three illustrious, illustrious awards on this here podcast. The first one, Cinco, that we had was called the You Fucked Up, You Know Your Ass is Doom Award. 
That's the name of the movie. Yeah, no, it was. It's called. It was called. The you was fucked called. up. Oh, okay. You know your ass is doing award. How did you get said award? It's really quite simple. Hell, I've even gotten this award before myself. I gave it to myself. Yeah. If you're in the realm of professional wrestling and you do some dumb shit, we <laughs> are the motherfuckers that tell you about yourself and say you shouldn't have done that. So, mind you, now the the, the awards change around here. You know, in the middle of a pandemic, we decided to change this illustrious award, if you will. You, you know a man by the name of John Jones? That, yeah, that John Jones. Yeah, we're talking about that John Jones. Uh, so John Jones, in the middle of a global pandemic, decides to get in his car in Albuquerque, in New Mexico, and drive in his car and get pulled over by the police drunk. John, we're fans of yours. You're supposed to be at the crib. What are you doing? Why are you driving? He got pulled over. And this was just on, it, it was just habitual. Just a habitual line stepper of shit that this man just keeps doing. He keeps getting in trouble. So we decided to rechristen the award from the You Fucked Up, You Know Your Ass is Doom Award to the John Jones's Freedom Memorial Award. Wow. <laughs> Jones doesn't want his freedom. <laughs> he wants his freedom to die. <laughs> but wait. There's more. <laughs> there's more. So there's a secondary award. Okay, here, here on the We Coming For You cast, we, we watch all of combat sports. I am a boxing fan. Ray is a boxing fan here. Uh, there's a boxer by the name of Adrian Broner. Yeah, that Adrian yep. Broner. You know yeah. Broner. So one day Adrian Broner decides to go in a press conference when he fights Manny Pacquiao. And he says, and I quote, Y'all motherfuckers think I'm crazy if you think I'm going to lose to Manny Pacquiao, man. I'm about to beat his motherfucking ass on God and them, and I don't know who Nim is. That's what he said. That's my words. That's what well, if you recall, Manny Pacquiao commenced to wipe the... He beat his ass that night. Right, I remember. Yeah, yeah, he beat it. So if you're in the realm of professional wrestling and you say you're going to do something, but you don't do it, you get the On God and them award. God. <laughs> <laughs> and just so... Oh, we have two more. It just, it just so happened, if you do something that's just totally egregious that allows you to get both the John Jones Award and the Adrian Broner Award, we give you the Nate Robinson Award of egregiousness because Nate Robinson shouldn't have been in that ring fighting Jake Paul. Now, we we were going to change it to, to the Tyrone Woodley Award of egregiousness. That's still up in the air right now. We're not going to think about that. That's up for a vote, but we're thinking about that. We still got it. And finally, the final award. The final award, if you're in the realm of professional wrestling, and something just so happens happens to you where you're just like, man, fuck this shit, I'm out. I ain't got time for this shit no more. Well, as you all know, you get the Antonio Brown, fuck this shit, I'm out of war. For RBS, who do we have in the docket this week for all the awards? <laughs> so we actually got, I mean, well, I guess you might get the Antonio Brown too. We got one person that got all of them. Oh, damn. Wow. We got one person that got all of them. And I, I would probably say maybe not the Antonio Brown because he involuntarily was out. That, oh, but the person that qualifies, about, that qualifies, that qualifies, yeah, that qualifies, that qualifies. <laughs> okay. Uh, the person I'm talking about is the Brian Kendrick. What the fuck? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> what did so, Brian Kendrick do? I heard about it. Yeah. <laughs> what did the Brian Kendrick do, man? What did he do? So, so the reason why he gets the All God Nim Award because what he was supposed to do on this past Wednesday was fight John Moxley on AEW Dynamite. Oh, right? he didn't do it. He didn't do it. He didn't do it. Why not? You know why he didn't do it? Why he didn't do it? Um, because old videos resurfaced of oh, Brian Kendrick spewing numerous offensive and hurtful conspiracy theories mm. ranging from believing in a 
hype group was behind the September 11th attack, that the shooting was fake, meant to start a civil war, and that I almost don't want to say this because I don't want these people to come for me, but that the was way more overblown than it was. No, I'm, I'm out. That's it. Last, I don't want nothing last, to do. I don't want nothing last, to do. Also, last. Also. That, also, yes, last but not least, he said that Michael Jackson faked his own death. This time, hey, but you know what, man? What? <laughs> Brian, Brian, what are you smoking? What, what are you, you thinking? smoking? Like, what is what? 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 The, what the, what's, what's, let me hear that. Hold on. Let me get this straight. He said that wasn't real. He said it wasn't real. So what the hell did it happen on Xbox? <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about? Happened, uh-huh. He said it happened on Grand Theft Auto Six. <laughs> yeah, the Brian Kendrick, you get the all the awards, sir, for saying the most the awards. Egregious, all Easy. of that shit. Yeah, yeah. You're hey, he might be entered number thirty into the to the. So we have a. I don't know if you listen, Cinco. We have a John Jones's Freedom Memorial Battle Royal at the end of the year where yeah. we give out the award to to whoever did the most egregious thing for the entire year. He might be coming in and entered number twenty five. <laughs> <laughs> He's he's he set the bar pretty high for the year twenty twenty two. It's only it's like, February. We have a long way to go. Right. It's only February. Hey man, D. Brian Kendrick, we gonna send that. We gonna package the award, all the awards. So all of them. Get a huge box. Yeah. We gonna have, probably we gonna we gonna we gonna make you pay for the shipping. Yeah. You need to pay for the shipping. We gonna bubble wrap it, all that up. Send that to you, FedEx. First it wasn't real. Day. Really? So, so they, so they was kayfabing. Man, where can they find? Where can they find you at? I ain't got that time. This shit. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we just made rated R leave the show. But Cinco, man, tell them, tell the folks where they can find you at, man. Well, I said thank y'all again for bringing me to the show. Oh, and like, thanks for being on the show, more, man. <laughs> Thank you, thank you, thank you for uh, uh, staking around for our ridiculousness. <laughs> oh, no problem, man, no problem. Like I said, you can find us on all social media platforms, KTR underscore podcast, Twitter, Instagram, Another Rose Podcast, Facebook, YouTube, Another Rose Podcast on all podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, all that. We're on everything. Thank you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you for being on. Ladies and gentlemen, I am RVS. You can find me at French ISO 6. It's F-R-A-N-C-H-I-C-E 06. And last but not least. Y'all know where y'all can find me at. It's at all the number eight TD underscore R on all social media platforms. Except TikTok. I don't do this shit. <laughs> TikTok, TikTok weird, man. I'm, it is. I ain't got that neither. So that's why I said all I'm social media platforms except TikTok. There you go. <laughs> Like we we on TikTok, but it's weird. It's just it's nah. I ain't try. Yeah, you know. But oh, but, and hey, one one more but, plug. February February ninth. You said February nineteenth. Yeah, February nineteenth. Black wrestling matters. Get your tickets. Please, get everybody, get your tickets. Come on out. It's gonna be a great show. And also, make sure if you can't make it there, watch it on your square on the website. What's the website, Cinco? <laughs> Hey man, I, I know. I told. That's, that's, hey, that was a good segue to it. Though, right, geez. right, right. But like I said, you can find our website or uh, NoRosePodcast.com. You can find it on Black Wrestling Matter um, STL.com as well. And like I said, it's, it's all there. You just go to our social media, just find our link in our description, and just click it. It's right there. 
Yes, sir. Yes, sir. My puns are terrible, bro. They get worse the more I drink. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but make sure that you follow us at WCFYCast on all social media, including TikTok. Uh, <laughs> make sure that you go over to the We Coming For You Wrestling Cast fans on Facebook. Uh, email us, WeComingForYouCast at gmail.com. Make sure that you like and subscribe to this channel. So this channel is the brand new, dedicated We Coming For You Cast at, at YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe. And RVS, tell them what the website is. Tell what the website yes, is. Yes, sir. And the website that we got here in this program is prowrestlingblack.org. <laughs> .org. <laughs> yeah, we literally, there's like an episode where we got drunk and, and I registered prowrestlingblack.org as our domain. <laughs> That's like one of the first like five episodes. <laughs> We're a wild one, man. <laughs> That's what we do. That's what we do. <laughs> hey, for Rated R Cinco, I'm RVS, man. We'll catch y'all next time. Peace. Peace. You want it? You got it. You want me to get crazy? I get crazy. Sitting here apologizing. For what? Because I got to fight three guys? Three guys trying to kill me? I'm a gang member, baby. Remember that?